Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everybody and welcome. We are the Armchair Experts. You can get in touch with us anytime you like. Hashtag Armchair Experts at 7AFL. Adam Terra becomes a blues player. We knew that it was coming, but in the end it was fairly painless. And talking of blues players, well, Sam Petrisky seaton is no longer a blues player. He finds himself with the West Coast Eagles and I believe pick 52, the trade god, has got stats galore around it. Looking forward to that. And Rory Lobb now looks like he will move. Mitch Cleary, 7 News. Hello to you. Hello, boys. Big day of movement. This Rory Lobb one's come out of the blue, and I'm surprised given the salary cap implications of both teams. We'll get to more of that. We will very shortly, and I speak about the trade god, the man who goes on radio and goes with his mega trade and then totally stuffs it up. Adam Cooney, what the hell are you doing, man? If you're going to give us a 22-teamer, you're going to add the expansion teams already and 2,000 players, make sure you don't screw it like you did today. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have traded John Segler to the Tassie Devils uh, today in my mega trade. But I did. I got rid of every Ruckman. Every Ruckman has rotated mm. clubs. The only issue, the sticking point, may have been that pick 50 ended up with North Melbourne and also St Kilda. So they're going to have to split that uh, for a future pick 50. <laughs> all right, let's get to this Rory Lobb situation. We'll talk about what Adam Chair and all that means later. But Rory Lobb, because it has bobbed up. His name's been around, Mitch. But from today, it looks a lot more likely that he's going to end up out of Fremantle, but back to where he started. Talk us through what's happening. You're kidding. Well, his, his current deal has two years at $700,000 a season. He's probably going to have to take a reducement on that. But I'm stunned because the Giants cap is tight. And Fremantle's done a deal today that sees Will Brody come in with pick 19, but also a big portion of his salary from the from the Suns. So I can't say that Dockers having all that much extra room in their salary cap to be paying much of this Rory Lobb deal if he does end up at the Giants. So someone's going to have to foot up some of this this money, plus he's going to have to take a reduction in pay. But uh, I don't know what you think, Adam, but uh, is this the right move for the Giants given their forward line and, and you know, Jake Riccardi, some of these young players have got coming through in that space? Oh, with Finlayson leaving, I think there's probably an opportunity um, for Himmelberg to work with Rory Lobb again. I mean, the cash is the big thing. He's clearly not playing anywhere near um, a $700,000 a year player. I had a look at some statistical data just before, and if you compare his last three years to Mason Cox, he's played 41 games and he's kicked 40. Oh, sorry, 45 games and he's kicked 43 goals. Mason Cox has played 32 games and kicked 41 goals. So he's kicked two more goals than Mason Cox. In the last three years of footy, he's had his injury concerns, I understand that. And he's played a little bit in the ruck, but so has Mason. So, look, if they're going to front up, there's going to have to be some cash split involved in that deal. I could see Rory Lobb working in the forward line of GWS. But, again, why would Fremantle be willing to part with Rory Lobb given they need to kick some scores and they need a big forward down there? Tabernard's their main man. Maybe they see that they've had three years of him. We don't like 
what we're seeing. We don't think we're going to get that um, potential that is there out of him. Better off shipping him off uh, while we can get a little bit of currency for him, maybe get Stephen Cornelio back the other way. Well, okay. Okay. You make a good point here, Adam, because this is exactly what Fremantle need. The reason the Giants are probably going to go and get Rory Lobb is to play forward, which is exactly what the Dockers want. But you raised the name there. Maybe they do need the salary cap space for someone. Is it the captain of the Giants, Mitch? I can't see it happening. I continue to ask everyone around this deal right now. Everyone's saying Stephen Canelio is staying at the Giants. I'm still looking into it. Won't put his name off the board until the last day of trade period came. I think it's a logical move, but I just don't think the, the Dockers are all that keen on him. You know these things, Bob, up. Blake Akers, for example, the Fremantle Footy Club weren't keen on him until the last day or, or two of trade period a couple of years ago in that James H deal. So things can change. But I think a player at the size of Canelio with his concerns around his body, I just can't see it happening this late. It could be wrong. Hey, well, he hasn't um, played a full year of footy since 2018. Yeah. Stephen Canelio. So he's, he certainly had some injury concerns and a captain of the footy club. I don't think it suits him as a leader. You know, my thoughts on that one, Cam, I think he should relinquish the captaincy and just concentrate on his footy. He's on a massive contract with a lot of years left. He needs to get some good footy and some continuity over the next couple of years. He should just concentrate on his body and getting back out there and playing the best footy that he can. If he was to go to Fremantle, Mitch, and Rory Lobb comes back the other way, would he have to take a significant pay cut to get him back to Western Australia? Well, that's the fascinating part is given how tight the Giants' cap is, you would think, well, Cornelio's on $900,000 a season. The Giants, you know, to get him to the Dockers, they probably have to, to stump up some of that. But if Glob's coming in the other way from the Dockers, then maybe they, they can smooth over a deal with his money. Now, I still think Stevie Cornelio stays at the Giants. Uh, they did have money the Giants set aside for a few uh, other players like Finlayson, so maybe that's opened up some room in their salary cap. But I think Lobb will have to take a reduction in pay for this deal to go through. Okay, I, I agree. I think Canelio will stay. Before we get to what I think might be going to happen, I want to ask you, Adam, you, you have put it on the agenda maybe before, in fact, probably before anyone else around the Stephen Canelio captaincy debate. As usual. And as usual, you were one of the first to suggest that Toby Green should be the captain of the Giants. You and I argued, I don't think Toby Green can be the captain of the Giants next year because... Right now, he's going to miss. Well, he is going to miss the first five games. If it's not Caniglio, are you still happy to make Toby Green the captain, missing the first five, or is there someone else? Yeah, some someone can just fill in for the first few weeks. I mean, Cal Ward knows what he's doing. He can just fill in the captaincy role. He's done it before until Toby Green comes back and inspires them for a second half run, and they make the finals and get into another prelim, possibly a grand final. He's that type of player. He inspires when you watch him, and he inspires when he's out there with his players. He's just got to stop touching umpires. I couldn't couldn't agree any more about everything you said, except that he's going to miss the first five games for something that, of course, is a little bit when it comes to the six-match or suspension of which he's missed one. This is what I think Fremantle are doing. You ready for this? Hit us. I'm ready. Tom Mitchell. I think they're, they're going to go for Tom Mitchell. Now, Jeff Kennett had the Hawks. I'm not a Hawks uh, member, so I didn't get the email. The only thing I've seen of it is what you tweeted today, Mitch, later in the day. I think Tom Mitchell comes in and fits into that midfield. I think it fits in nicely. I don't think they have to pay the world for it. Keeping in mind, they've got 6, 8, 19, and 22 right Ooh. now. There are clearly things coming at Hawthorne, judging by the wins and all the talk of what's happened in the last couple of days. What do you think of that, Adam, if Tom Mitchell does end up at the Fremantle Football Club. 
I think it would be a great acquisition for them. We spoke about him um, a couple of nights ago. He's not the clearance king that we probably think of him as. He's an accumulator and wins a fair bit of contested footy, but um, he'd fit into that midfield quite nicely with Chera leaving, but you wouldn't give up six or eight for him. And I'm not sure the Hawks would be willing to part with pick 19. I mean, Mitch, you tweeted today about the Jeff Kennett. Um, uh, well, he tweeted about himself with an, oh, in a letter to members. What's the update there? Because it does smell like they're offloading one of them. I just feel like Jeff Kennett is conditioning the Hawthorne members for something big to happen in its last six days. We've had all our eyes on the Hawks as to what they're going to do. Are they going to offload one of these contracted guys to help fast-track the rebuild under Sam Mitchell? I think Tom Mitchell is the most logical one, given he's still got currency, but he's a guy that you can probably replace, given he's that inside player, Adam, as opposed to Chad Wingard, who I think is is the one the least replaceable given his speed and his outside run and carry. So Tom Mitchell is an interesting one you throw up to the Dockers cam. He actually did play state footy in the West in that uh, in that Swan uh, famous jumper in uh, in WA. So it is one to keep an eye on. The big part of this is Hawthorne's got salary cap room. They've already seen mm. the club. We're happy to pay some of John Segler's wage if it helps get a move and, and maybe a better pick than we would have been expecting. You know, you talk about those picks for the Dockers have for Tom Mitchell. If it is to be a pick in the, in the early first round or, or middle part of the first round, you can see if that was to happen, the Hawks would have to stump up a lot of the cash. They do have room to do that right now. Hey, Also, just on the Fremantle Dockers, Cam, yes. if this was if your idea comes to fruition, Tom Mitchell ends up at the Fremantle Dockers, Rory Lobb ends up at the GWS Giants, it, what it allows Nat Fife to do is play as their second key forward with Tabana. So that could that could solve mm, their issues. Like and then they get then they get Jordan Clark in for a bit of run off half back, which is what they um, are targeting as well. So that could solve a lot of problems for Fremantle and it puts them in a really juicy spot come next year in terms of money. The the thing is too that I think you have to do with the Fremantle Dockers as well is you know, Nat Fife's not getting any younger, okay? He's had some injuries and he's missed significant amounts of seasons when he hasn't been able to play the full 22 games. You don't want to waste a two-time Brownlow medalist by continuing to sort of bubble along, going deep into the draft. So I'm, not, I'm not saying trade pick six or eight for Tom Mitchell, but I, I think you've got to retool. And they're right there. Darcy's your best and fairest winner. Sarong's a, on the rise and possible star already. Brayshaw's a star. We know how great Nat Fife is. is he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I just think you, you swing in this situation. Again, six and eight, probably too high for Tom Mitchell. But if you can work it out, I will say this. I don't want to show any disrespect to Segler and O'Brien. But I'll tell you what, if Jeff Kennett's email is about those two men, it's going to be one of the funniest things over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I, I, again, I think they're both AFL players who will go and play probably at new teams and, and be in best 22s. But uh, it's a powerful email for right now. Two guys who, well, Hawthorne are fairly happy to let go. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And, and, and Jeff Kennett feels like there's something. I've spoken to a few people at Hawthorne today, and they, they write about that they're not driving these guys out. Uh, they're happy that they're sitting back, waiting for offers to come. They're not putting these guys up on their own volition and putting them up for trade. But I think it's one. It's, it's going to be the storyline now. Uh, if if indeed, if indeed Lob does go to the Giants, this Hawthorne scenario is going to be the storyline for the last six days. Now, So now, they could trade 9 and 22 to Richmond – oh, sorry, 19 and 22 to Richmond for pick 15, and that could satisfy the Hawks for Tom, the Tom Mitchell trade. I'm just looking at the numbers here and the indicative draft order, and I just thought of that. 
You can become a stats guy quickly, and it's it's blowing my mind, but I, I love what you're bringing to the <laughs> AFL uh, trade period. Hey, hey, all right. I, I just want to clarify this, okay? I don't think Stephen Coniglio will leave the Giants, but I've just received a text, okay? Oh, someone watching the show? Yes. So just wanted me to ask you, Mitch, was the quote from his manager, he's not going to WA? And should we look too literally into that where Hawthorne could be a possibility? To maybe have a real crack at Canelio, or is that going too deep into a conspiracy theory? Mm, it's I, I like your conspiracy theories. I'm all aboard them, Cam. Um, the Canelio Hawthorne thing was around two years ago. He decided to stay at the Giants. They've got more cash now than they did then, as well, with Patton and Scully retiring. Maybe it's one we should keep an eye on. I haven't heard it, and everyone's adamant that, uh, that nothing's happening with, uh, with Stephen Canelio, but uh, I'll definitely watch this space on something at the Hawks. All right. Hashtag armchair experts to get involved at 7AFL. Adam Chera finds himself at Carlton. It was fairly pain to be very painless, to be fair. I know it had been bubbling around for a while, so it didn't exactly just bob up overnight. But pick six in a future third rounder. And, he, you know, Carlton get their guy again. They are ready to have a decent crack. I'll go to you here, Adam, because I'm no Blues fan. I know you were a Blues fan growing up, but they should be feeling bullish. They should be ready to have a crack under Michael Voss's first year. Absolutely. They should be looking at playing finals. I think their recruiting and trading um, has been a tick over the last couple of years. So prior to that, the, the whole of players that they got in from the GWS Giants and also some of the players that they've drafted with their um, top picks haven't worked out. But I think the last two years have been um, really good in terms of what they were able to do. Walking Jack Martin to the preseason draft, getting um, Zach Williams, getting Saad. I think they'll have better seasons in 2022. And then they've got their man to help shoulder the load with Paddy Cripps in, in Adam Chera, who will be in the, at the peak of his powers in two years' time. So, I mean, Char- we, we speak about Charlie Curnow so often. He's still the cornerstone of this forward line. I know that Mackay won the Coleman, but if those two can work in tandem together, then, I mean, the Blues surely are looking at playing finals under Michael Voss in his first year. Mitch, you've been there for so much of this, coach sacking after coach sacking after coach sacking. You've been in the press conferences. You're asking the heated questions. You've seen them at their work, right? Yeah, well, yes, there, there, was, there has been no, from some of the Navy Blue <laughs> Army on social media. But yeah. the optimism right now should be the highest at Carlton it has been for, you know, maybe two decades. I agree. And this list build for the last three seasons has been built for this very point. They clearly overpaid uh, for Zach Williams last year, but they had the money to do it at the time. So, they, you know, their salary cap was they paid unders. Now they've said, well, all right, we've got that money that we've underspent. We can go and spend it right now. So they've gone and done that. If they're not playing finals next year, that is a slap in the face of this playing group, I think. That, that Michael Voss, fair enough, he comes in. Uh, he's this new leader, this... Uh, this presence that they've spoken about, but this playing group, it'll be a slap in their face if they can't stand up and play finals next year. I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, you, you say they overpaid for Zach Williams, which when you look at it in isolation, because they got into play as a midfielder, I was like, oh, but you know what? It hasn't hurt them because Zach Williams, while he gets a decent wage, you'll just go back to his position in 2022 where he plays his best footy. Saad, likewise, he doesn't need to play in the midfield anymore because they've been able to get Hewitt and they've been able to get Chera at pretty decent prices. So it, we can't sit here today and go, well, they missed out on this play because they went and got Williams and Saad at big cash. That didn't that didn't happen. They've still been able to get their guys to make their midfield really, really deep. So I, I'm on... 
I hesitate to say the Blues train because the Teague train kind of derailed. Uh, but this man will be next year. Yeah, it, it will be. It's, a, it's going to be a full um, bandwagon. I think Blues fans should be really excited. Michael, from all reports, everyone's blown away by the first two and a half days that Michael Voss has been at the Carlton <laughs> Footy Club. I'm not sure how, how those reports have come out already, but he's a magnificent guy. I think he's one of those inspirational uh, sort of guys. Just watch his highlights before a game, that should get the Carlton players up and about. But they also, I mean, they, they front-ended uh, some of those deals um, mm. with Jack Martin. So that's going to be enough for Sam Walsh to get paid what he's due over the next few years. And they also re-signed Paddy Cripps under a mill and also Mackay. So um, hopefully they've got enough money in the next uh, few years to pay Sam Walsh. What, 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 what coach inspired you in the first couple of days, Adam? What one just rolled into to Witten Oval and got you fired up? Uh, oh, Sean Wren used to get me fired up, my, my old coach at West Adelaide. Yeah, uh, when he put me in the back pocket to take the uh, opposition's best small forwards, that used to get me fired up to never play again. <laughs> Did you end up getting 10% of that deal when your opponent kicked five goals in a final and got drafted on the back of it? Did you, you should have got some type of wage. I'm still getting royalties off the back of that, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, man, Eddie Sansbury, he didn't have too much of an AFL career, but I did get him drafted that day. Hashtag armchair experts to get involved at 7AFL. What else you got? Anything before we get out of here, Mitch? Just working on the Hawks, Cam. I think that that's all where the focus is right now. Uh, that's all I'm thinking. The Ruck merry-go-round, I think Adam hit the nail on the head with his mega trade. We're looking to see whether Segler gets to Geelong if they let Fort go to Brisbane. That'll be one to watch over the next 24 hours, I reckon. Huge 24 hours are starting to fire up now. Rory Lobb, Cherry gets done. Finlayson and Dunstan in the last couple of days. And we're looking forward to what's going to unfold in the next 24 hours. At 7AFL to get involved. Hashtag Armchair Experts. Boys, I'll see you tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.